You can't put a price on freedom of speech, but apparently you can put a price on denying people their freedom of speech. And it's the three point five million dollars that the FBI paid to Twitter as a thank you for doing the FBI's bidding. I wish I were making this up. Really? Really? Hey, everybody. I'm Steve Green with Bill Whittle and Scott Ott. This is Right Angle brought to you by the members of BillWhittle.com. And uh, hey, if you aren't a member, what are you doing? Come on, go to BillWhittle.com. Join us today. We'd love to have you on board. Anyway, gentlemen, yeah, big revelations in the uh, Twitter files number seven uh, released. Uh, I think Matt, uh, I think Matt Tabby did this, uh, this set. I can't remember, but apparently, uh, Oh, my God. Twitter is almost a wholly owned subsidiary of the FBI for uh, for a couple of years there. So, uh, Bill, let me just uh, direct this at you for for starters. Um, Not only was uh, Jim Baker, their their counsel, former former FBI, but there were so many ex FBI employees at Twitter that they had a dedicated Slack channel for helping onboard them into the company just just for ex fibbies. Um, and Twitter was so helpful, they had staff dedicated to processing the formal FBI request to silence this user mm-hmm. or remove this tweet. And some of these tweets were from from no name users with you know twelve followers or whatever. Um, and the FBI was so pleased with uh, how uh, eager to serve Twitter was that they paid them three point five million in taxpayer dollars to help fund the Twitter employees who were doing the FBI's bidding. Um, you know, I was going to ask you well, a formal question, Bill, but just take it and run with it. Well, yeah, I mean, my first reaction is, boy, I, I, I sure I'm glad about, you know, writing that uh, that check to the um, IRS so that I can fund my own suppression. You know, that's that's really a, a, a fun thing to know that I'm that I am paying my tax to I'm actually underwriting the suppression of of my own beliefs in in a, in a system like this. This is, look, we've been talking about social media f- practically since we started this in trifecta in two thousand and eight, yeah. but certainly in the last five, six, seven, eight years, right? With all this shadow batting and all this uh, censorship and all the rest of it, and we have always, because we're consistent in our uh, belief system about virtually everything, we have always understood that on some level. This is our fault because we took our arguments from the from the public sphere and put it onto other people's private property. And and that's 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 a solid argument, right? It's it's on YouTube. YouTube's a private company. They have terms of of, of agreement, and I signed them by clicking on a button. And so there it is. But now we're talking about something completely different because you cannot and nor nor should you be able to make a censorship case against a company, right? The, 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 the freedom of speech laws that we have apply to the public sphere. They apply to government censorship. They apply to, to limiting your speech not on somebody's private property, right? I don't have a constitutional right to have a daily editorial in the New York Times. I have a, I have a constitutional right to stand outside of the New York Times building and, and, and say what I want to say, but these things are separate, right? But now, now we're talking about not just government involvement, Steve. Now we're talking about government financial transactions that, that are essentially a, a, a highly politicized section of the federal government 
is essentially paying a private company to suppress speech that this government agency doesn't want released. And now it sounds to me like we are really, really now in in, in actionable First Amendment yeah. fundamental violations. Uh, if I remember correctly, I did some I did some research on this this morning, but 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 time was short. If uh, if you're a government agent that uh, used the I believe the phrase was color of government to deny somebody their civil rights, the penalty can be life in prison or even the death penalty. Um, this is really it's a really serious charge. Even just conspiracy to deny somebody their civil rights uh, carries some pretty stiff penalties. Uh, Scott. <laughs> I'm in a hanging mood over this one. I mean, I have real issues with the death penalty at this point. I want to see some people from the FBI hung, drawn, and quartered. Where do you stand on this? To encourage the others. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I, I always try to look at situations like this and go, okay, how could somebody get drawn into this? How, how could okay. – what would be a reasonable pathway to get somebody to the position where the FBI is paying people at Twitter to censor accounts, as Elon Musk is saying – happened um, and these this leaked information purports to show um, how does that how does that actually come to pass and I could see a scenario where where the FBI comes to somebody on Twitter and says look we have some real concerns there's some uh, Russian agents that are using a, a disinformation campaign to tear down this country they're circulating this story about a Hunter Biden's laptop or some other thing that's going on and uh, and we need to prevent them from tearing at the fabric of democracy here. So we need your help in doing that. And we'd like to be helpful in any way we can to make sure that happens. So that is like a best case scenario of your government at work trying to protect the country from outside, from foreign agents who want to tear us apart. Um, but I'll give the case. I'll posit that let's say the entire Hunter Biden laptop thing and a lot of other stuff was a Russian disinformation campaign. The internet has grown up enough in the last several decades so that you can just let them do it. It doesn't matter if there's a Russian disinformation campaign. Go ahead. Rather Put gate. false stuff out there. It's not like there that people were wake up one morning and go, wait a minute, are you saying not everything on the internet is true? Is that what you're saying? People have a BS filter that's pretty highly refined these days. Now, there are a lot of dopes out there who are recirculating things, but even those people are often known as either uh, congenital liars, dupes, or people who have high entertainment value, but low credibility. And so people will tune into them, but not give credence to what they say. So even if they had made up everything about Hunter Biden, what's the harm in letting them express themselves? If somebody wants to sue them for, for libel um, or slander, depending on how you see I, libel is in print. So, um, you know, that's that's the remedy for that. But the social media platform doesn't have to take that down. It's like anything else on the internet. Somebody will fisk that sucker. Somebody's going to take it That's apart it. and take That's it right. down. It's a self-healing uh, mechanism. It's, it's hygiene happens automatically on the internet and you don't have to be afraid. Now, if you're a parent, I think you need to be afraid. <laughs> you need to protect your children from that kind of stuff. But as far as information, there's no there's no threat to democracy with even if the Russians overtly were lying about Hunter Biden. And so I don't buy 
any of this nonsense. If anybody tries to come out and say, well, we, the FBI says, well, we were just trying to defend democracy. And if somebody at Twitter said, well, we were just trying to help the FBI defend democracy, BS. You know, yeah. it's just, yeah. it's yeah. not true. And and the nanny the nanny state has evolved from oh nanny state Mary Poppins it's, it's the nurse ratchet state now right we're going to make sure that you not only don't uh, stray off the path into the into the path of of uh, you know having to think for yourself you will conform to this particular program and that's the way it is and not to put too fine a point on it but anybody who's defending this idea that the FBI is protecting the American people from disinformation ought to be disabused of that argument because the FBI was wrong and they right? knew whether they, were they wrong. knew they were wrong or not they knew in they 2019 knew they, wrong, but, but, they knew but, the but, laptop was real yes i completely agree 100% i completely agree but for the sake of the yes. argument right for the sake of the argument the argument that these government agencies are going to protect the american people from information that is harmful. Well, they did it in this case and they were wrong and it changed the course of the election. 70% of the people of Democrats who came out of that election who were surveyed on this issue said they would have changed their vote if they had, if they'd known about this story. So, it's it's difficult to and and the horrors that Scott outlined, he, he quite correctly began by saying this is the best case scenario. Yeah. Right? This is the best case scenario. This is all the benefit of all the doubt. But I, I don't think that's the most likely case scenario. I think the most likely case scenario is that these people knew in advance, well, certainly the FBI knew, and they knew how damaging it would be. And so they launched a campaign to disenfranchise the American people, to withhold information from them, because they knew that it, that information was number one, that it was true, and number two, it would have sank the people who were voting for the big state and the big state party. So this is... This is election fraud, it's collusion, it's treason. And and look, I don't use that word lightly, but it's treason to the entire idea of the country. We are adults and free citizens. We are supposed to be able to make up our own minds and come to our own conclusions. And to have a government agency of any kind, or any government for that matter, decide that it knows what's better for the American people than the American people do is a complete inversion of this entire experiment, right? The, the, we have had history is nothing but people fearing their governments. This country used to work because the government feared the people. They wouldn't dream of, of, of trying to lie to the American people because they knew who the bosses were. But those days are, 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 are gone. And we'd better get this back and right quick. You know, yeah. I'm with you, Steve. Uh, some people need to have some extraordinarily serious punishments applied. And, and frankly, this is, this is why so many Americans are filled with despair. And what, because they, go ahead. they see, they see Hillary Clinton get away with all of this thousands of violations of, 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 of these emails. Jeffrey Epstein, who didn't kill people himself. no longer believe that the law works anymore. And that is a very dangerous situation. Very yeah. dangerous situation. Scott, you had something? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, under under color of law is not only it's kind of a criminal thing to if you're deceiving people uh, as pretending you're a, an official, um, but it's also, I, I could see some plausible deniability on the part of Twitter staff who are basically saying, well, what am I to do when the FBI comes and asks me to do something? Exactly. You know, Tell them to the, get stuffed. It's the, it's the freaking Bureau of Investigation, you know? So it's like, and and not only do you feel kind of a duty- but there's also a fear, 
of, well, if I say no, I'm sorry, FBI guy, um, we can't except help you that with these, this. Except these folks were so eager to help that the FBI is like, well, gosh, let us give you some money. You guys are great. Of course. But what I'm saying They're is on the under, same any, ideological team. under any perspective, this is why internal rules at the FBI and external constraints by Congress on the FBI should constrain them to say, you, you cannot do this. You cannot go and secretly buy information from companies that are gathering information in ways that are supposed to be according to terms and conditions of you know their, their agreement with their users. And now you're deceiving every user under this, uh, under the color of being a, a law enforcement process. And I, I'm counter bill on this that I don't, I don't think Americans are filled with despair. I think there are concerning things in this country, and I think there's a lot to be happy about in this country. And I don't think everybody has sold out, and I don't think every FBI agent is not to be trusted. I think there are still a lot of good people working in government. After all, there are friends and neighbors. You know, a lot of these people are good, but there are there the, the FBI is peopled by people. That's they've always hired people. They've always had problems, and when you give extraordinary powers in order to protect people to individuals whose behavior and movements and activities are not closely monitored and can't be because of the nature of their work, so-called, then you invite danger and you need to put in place guardrails and follow-up processes and ways to catch and stop people who go off the reservation. And frankly, you need to make clear where the reservation is. Yeah. Well, we and I didn't say any of those things. I didn't say there's no reason to be happy. I didn't no, say no, that I didn't all say FBI you said agents that either. are corrupt. So <laughs> I just don't think America thing, Steve, is filled with despair. Well, Amer significant seventy percent of the American population in the last survey I saw seventy percent has lost faith in the electoral system. So that's a significant majority. But put that aside for a second. You know what the real irony is here, Steve? That's it. Is that this was not Russian disinformation, right? We all know yeah. that. This was this was actually true. But but it is impossible for me to imagine anything that actual Russian disinformation could have done that did more damage than this, right? Absolutely. The, the credibility of the anti-espionage agency of the United States is irreparably damaged. And, and if Russian misinformation had been at work here, it, which it wasn't, this is the biggest success they could have possibly claimed. If you could divorce the FBI from the American people, in terms of support for the FBI, belief in the FBI, that if you're if you're actually putting out Russian disinformation, that's a prize beyond measure, and and it was an own goal error, right? The FBI did this to itself and to us. All right, uh, let, let, let me finish with this. Uh, the company I work for the other four days of the week, PJ Media, was born out of the ashes of Dan Rather's credibility. I don't know if you remember. That's right. I don't know if you remember yeah. Rathergate, folks, but that's when uh, uh, Dan Rather and CBS News took disinformation about George W. Bush's uh, record as a Texas Air National Guard pilot uh, with fake documents to try and sabotage his his reelection campaign in an October surprise. Well, thanks to the blogosphere, which was tiny and new back in 2004, uh, 
those documents were proven false, uh, I think, within about 24 hours. And Charles Johnson of Little Green Footballs was the guy who who got this whole thing started and did the detective work. And before Bush derangements (laughs) syndrome finally got to him a few years later is one of my favorite blogs, Little Green Footballs, to read. It's a real shame. Me too. And and the great thing about blogs is what Ken Lane said, another early blogger, uh, we can fact check your ass. And the reason you could trust blogs is we provide the hyperlink to the original thing and you can go see whether we're telling you the truth or whether we are yeah. full of it. Um, and the blogs have a, a great power still because of that. But here's the problem. The blogosphere. And, and, that, and that's why they named it PJ Me- Pajamas, Pajamas Media, Media, by yeah, the way, PJ TV was because the, the criticism from mainstream media was what you're going to believe. You're going to believe a guy's bunch of guys walking around in their pajamas over us. Yeah. 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 It turns out, yes. Actually, yes. The beauty of the blogosphere is it was flat. Uh, The whole playing field was flat. A guy named Charles Johnson, nobody had ever heard of, could go toe to toe with the New York Times and win. Uh, Could go toe to toe with CBS News and win. Uh, The problem is we're we're in silos now. We're in social media silos. Facebook, Twitter. They control what you see. And it doesn't really matter in the end, whether it's uh, 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 Jack Dorsey or Elon Musk, it's somebody else controlling what you see. Get out of the silo, get back to that level playing field, read a blog. I don't even care if it's mine. Okay. I care if it's mine. Go read my blog a lot. All right. That's your right angle on that brought to you by the members of BillWhittle.com. Thanks for watching. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. We'll see you next time.